0: to another podcast with me your host Elizabeth Richardson. I have with me a special guest with me today on my podcast. I'm excited, we're both nervous. I think we're going to blow this podcast like episode out of the water. We may be nervous, but I think it's because we are so passionate about the topics we're going to be discussing today. So, a little bit about my guest. We actually met on social media. That's where I meet a lot of my network, which people are so powerful that I meet on social media and so I have to get them on my podcast to present them to you so you can get to know them and who they are. So I have um, Andrea with me and I'm going to kick it over to her so that she can tell you a little bit about herself and then we can chit chat a little bit more.
1: Well, uh, so just a little bit about me. Um, as Liz said, we definitely met on social media. I had read one of her um, articles that she had wrote about a local uh, Toledo person as well and I thought it was really awesome so I kinda added her and we went from there Um, but just a little bit about me Uh, I live in Oregon and I have um, I'm married and I have two kids and I work in Perrysburg I'm an esthetician at Soto Signature Salon and Spa and I've been there for seven years I love what I do um, and I'm like I said, married, that's a huge part of my life. My kids are a huge part of my life. And I love, you know, meeting people and talking with people and kind of picking their brains. So I feel like that was kind of the connection with Liz and I because I feel like we both like to, you know, why do you feel that way? What do you think about this? You know, kind of creative um conversation. So I feel like that's kind of how we really connected. Yes, so.
0: I agree totally with you. And so you guys know... Being that she's an esthetician, her skin is amazing and <laughs> her eyelashes are popping. So you. if you are a local, I definitely recommend her for services. I know a lot of you ladies are looking for your lashes to get done and she loves to do that.
1: I do. I do. I've done lashes for about six years or so and it's a majority of what I do at Soto and I do love it, but I also do anything skin related as far as waxing and peels and facials um, we even do spray tanning. So, you know, for all my sun lovers, uh, step over to the other side, spray tan. That's awesome. <laughs> We're going to have
0: to do a podcast episode on that because I really am getting more, as I get older, more aware of my skin. But before right. when I was younger, I wasn't like thinking about that. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, my skin. Yeah. It stays with you, you guys. But that's another episode. Um, So we wanted to talk about race, relationships, and rediscovery. We'll try and go around those and stay within that in our topics today. Um, So let's kick it off with race. I am basically 75% african-american and 25 percent caucasian with some indian in me but i have not done like a genetic test because i have my own thoughts about that (laughs) with the government and the united states all that stuff but through what i've learned from my parents that is what i am with race but um being a business owner and a woman and all of those things and when i went to private school if you guys don't know that about me so i grew up on phonics, learning computer things, so that's kind of why I'm very techy. And when I went to a public school from private school, I was slightly bullied by people of my own race because I talked proper, and that wasn't the cool thing to do. So I had to really find my place between middle school going into high school because I was active, a cheerleader. I did not run with that crowd. So my race played a huge factor in my life and it still does especially because I am a minority business owner
1: you know and it's so interesting and that's you know I feel like every time we've talked we've really realized how similar there are you know those qualities that we both have and so kind of the same thing um I am my dad was black my mom was white so you know 50 50 over here biracial Mm -hmm. and um I was born in Toledo uh, and went to a private Christian school and race was never really anything that I knew. Like I I didn't, I guess you could say at that age, I didn't really see color at all. Like I didn't notice that my dad was different from my mom until other people started planting that seed. So for me, it was just, I don't know, that's my mom, that's my dad. And I remember specifically people asking me, what are you? what are you? What are you? And me saying, like, what do you mean, what am I? I don't know what you mean. And then realizing they're asking about my race, but saying, what are you? You know, so it kind of always threw me for this loop of, well, I don't know, I have no clue what I am. And then um, I left private school as well and went to public school. So I went to the great town of Archbold. And that town is predominantly white. Um, There are a lot of Hispanics, I feel like, now and even you know growing up but with school it was you know predominantly a um you know white school lots of I mean I don't think I had any teachers that were of any race but you know Caucasian which was I don't know like I said it wasn't really a thing to me until other people started talking about it and then it did make me feel like wow maybe this is different maybe this is weird maybe I am the one that looks different from everyone else and I knew you know there were some things about me that was really different as far as my hair was definitely a huge
0: difference than difference. what you would see in a caucasian school right especially right. being biracial i mean my daughter is biracial mm-hmm. and i'm constantly like thinking like oh how is she gonna grow up and be able to do her hair because i'm by bi- i'm biracial but i mostly have coarse thick hair i'm already no i have coarse thick hair and it's a lot to manage thank you danielle because you make my hair amazing when you do it. <laughs> um, but to, that goes to say when, like, I'm nervous about when she's growing up, what our kid's going to be saying to her. Mm-hmm. Because she is biracial. She looks like she's... A lot of people when she was little thought that she was Arabic.
1: Oh. Um,
0: and now they're, like, real. I don't know what... I don't know. I don't specify with her. Like, I let her know, you know, you are Hispanic. You have that right. in you. You are Caucasian. And you are black. Right. But right. she's, like... I'm Caramel. Right. You know, and so I love that that's her outlook and I hope that stays with her.
1: Right. it's but... important, And it's important, you know, for your kids to have something to identify with and it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, a set thing it can be really mixed like how your daughter says, you know, that's what her skin color is, you know, where my kids are, I feel like a super mix, you know, my husband is Puerto Rican and then like I said with me being biracial and so, you know, our kids are a nice mix of it all and and you know I do of course I think my kids are absolutely gorgeous and all that but it's the same thing like she sees me straightening my hair and she's constantly asking why do you straighten your hair why do you straighten your hair and I mean I used to think it was because I didn't like the way my hair looked and it's natural you know curl and frizz and now later in life you know i wish i wouldn't have done as much to my hair mm-hmm. because now i feel like why did i do that but it was i feel like you know that lost identity as well of not knowing how to do my hair the way that you know other biracial women knew how to do their hair like i didn't grow up with right. my mom taking me to these beauty salons being like okay this is how we're going to style your hair and these are the kind of treatments you need. It was just kind of like, well, I don't know, brush it out. And then it was frizzy. Or my mom would do these like super tight, not like cornrow braids, like these braids in a ponytail. And I just, I hated it, you know? So um, with my daughter, I'm like, your hair is so beautiful. We're never going to straighten it. Like you better love your hair, you know? And <laughs> That's how I am with I, my daughter. I want her to appreciate, you know, everything that she does have because it's of so her unique. mixed background. Yeah. You know, and it's it's gorgeous. We cut my son's hair but, you know, that's another it's another right. thing, so. <laughs>
0: I also, I mean, I feel like when I was growing up, I was uninformed mm-hmm. because my parents didn't know they would take me to a beautician that was like very expensive to get my hair permed like and it wasn't and I wish I wish when they were little I was little or they would just cut it and did like oils or something. Right. like maybe they did and it just got too much. Right. But I'm just saying like living within your own natural soulful self like that craziness like you see now that there's this guy this little boy who has like this long mane of curly hair and -hmm. he's just living his best life and he's like this is me and he's like blowing up on instagram and on facebook and i'm like he just he's living in himself right and it's so beautiful right
1: right and it's hard it's hard when you're like i said trying to identify with something that you know, you don't have a lot of knowledge about, but you know that is part of your life or part of your history or heritage or whatever, but it's hard when you feel, I don't know what that looks like for me. Right. You're almost you like, know, you
0: feel like you're on your own island. You're right. Like, right. Especially when you go to a predominantly Caucasian school or something, you're like, oh, I wish my hair was like them. Right. Like theirs. Like, it's oh, it's so easy for them because they have straight hair right. or... It's really thick for their hair. My hair is really thick, but why is my hair curly? And, Mm -hmm. oh, my hair looks awful today, but theirs looks perfect. You know, and you're young. You're trying to figure out your identity, like you said. Yeah.
1: And it's awesome when you get to meet people that you feel, you know, connected to in that way. Because, you know, I've met uh, my fair share of biracial women coming into Soto. And it's so awesome for me. I probably act a little too... I don't know weird or giddy but I'm like oh tell me about like how did you grow up what was it like you know with your parents and you know just because we all have different walks of life and different you know stories and how we ended up being a certain way but you know when you find those people that you can connect with that you know grew up similar you know they have you know black mom or white mom or whatever it was with you know that mixing of you know cultures or race or whatever I think it's so interesting to me of what was that story you know my parents story was definitely I felt like at that time probably not conventional relationship you know her parents didn't even attend their wedding uh my mom called to say hey you know I'm getting married you know George and I already this and that and they said thanks for telling us and never showed up never talked to her again about that and my dad's family was there and loved it you know thought it was amazing you know this and that and so it's one of those things that was always so confusing to me because then meeting my grandparents on my mom's side I was never treated any different but then knowing at that time they had such a big issue with her marrying a black man like it was so out of the ordinary so you know it's one of those things that now you know it's I don't know even meeting my husband I didn't think anything about him being you know a different race or whatever I just was all right I love this guy let's do this you know (laughs) so awesome
0: that's exciting I mean and that's how it should be I mean obviously we have our attractions we have our preferences or whatever the case is but it's so nice when you can create a blended family mm-hmm. and it's accepting because you really learn so much more. Right. Like, right. If, I mean, if you just stay in your box, you're never going to learn anything. But then when you start kind of poking at different things and just like asking questions like you do, mm-hmm. that really opens up like a whole different world and outlook for you, which is super awesome.
1: Right. And with my husband's family. I mean, I love it just in the sense of felt like my parents kept things pretty separate where my mom's family, I barely know any of her, um, like, cousins. Like, I couldn't tell you a single cousin that I have on my mom's side. Yet my dad's side is huge, you know, drama-filled, <laughs> like every other family in America, you know. And it's I love spending time with them at certain times. I like going <laughs> specific places with them. Um, but then, my husband's family, I feel like is huge and so intertwined because you know he has so many siblings, but you know, I love his family as well, and they're so fun, you know, to hang out with and just seeing how different it was from my family and having that sense of family with his family, right, you know, which is super awesome, and his mom is like. My favorite person ever. <laughs> she hooks it up on the Puerto Rican food. So good. All the time. I love her so much. I love that. That's so
0: awesome. Because <laughs> you get to experience a whole other culture. Uh, yes. And I just love that so much.
1: It's the best. It's the best. Puerto Rican food is where it's at.
0: I'm going to have to be coming over. Yes. Meet his mom. Meet yes. the whole family. Yes. That's so You'll exciting. You'll love it. You'll love it. <laughs> so, relationships. So, I love your guys' story. I love how you tell it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll let you dive into your relationship, and then I've shared with you guys a little bit about my relationship,
1: so I'll be sharing a little bit more of it with you guys. So, uh, the way I (laughs) met John, I always get super giggly about this. Still, to this day, we're going on 11 years, and I still, like I said, just thinking back on it I just I can't believe where we are compared to where we started so 11 years ago uh his sister was um at the time one of my really really close friends uh she had just moved in with her boyfriend at the time um and she had said you know come over check our place out this and that I was like all right you know like let me go see it uh, I was dating someone else at the time. And so there was no thought of, oh, you know, I'm gonna meet somebody. I mean, that was so closed off to me. It was not an expectation, I wasn't looking. You know, this this scenario that I'm about to tell you guys has never happened to me, obviously. So I go over, we're hanging out, and um, she says, come with me to go pick up my brother. You know, he had had a couple drinks, so don't want him to drive, but her boyfriend and him are best friends. So I was like, all right, yeah, no problem. And mind you, I've grown up with her. I mean, long before I ever met John, I grew up with her. So not knowing that, you know, years, 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 this was when I was 20. Um, so, and I had known Natasha for, I want to say since I was probably 11 and, uh, John and Natasha have different moms. So, uh their dad is married to Natasha's mom. So his parents, you know, are divorced and she had I had seen him but, you know, never thought anything cuz he's 8 years older than me and I never thought anything of it. So I said, "Yeah, sure, I'll go with you." And she said, "Come with me, you know, I'm going to go get John Paul." And I said, "Okay." So I go with her. And he gets in the car, and I was like, so, do you, like, rap? And <laughs> <laughs> was like, yeah. And it was just, because that's what I knew about him. I knew he rapped, and I knew he loved music, that kind of thing. But other than that, I didn't really You're know so anything. Funny. So that was my first question. So you, like, rap? He was like, yeah. And then he put a song on, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that is so cool. Like, I was fangirling, <laughs> and I don't really know, I mean... I definitely was attracted to him, but not in the sense of, oh my gosh, this is the this is my person. Like, I didn't know that in that moment. Now, fast forward, uh, that night we ended up talking for, I mean, hours, hours of just, you know, talking, hanging out, you know, nothing's happening, um, but just really, really awesome conversation. I was getting ready to go home. He's like, no, you should stay, just stay, hang out, and I'm like, mm, I don't know, like, I should probably go home because I was feeling that stress of, this is not good. Because the more we talked, the more I'm like, oh, man, this isn't good. Like, I'm really feeling him. Like, this is not good. So and you're dating uh, someone else. Oh, yeah. So needless to say, I uh, stayed and we talked. Um, the night ended with just a kiss. And uh, he told me, you can tell a lot from a kiss. So I thought, mm, all right, let's see if that's true. <laughs> and uh, every day since then, we were together, so fast forward again uh months later, I broke up with the other guy uh stayed in that a little bit too long, but I was really torn. You know, there was this relationship that I had known for years, and my dad had passed away earlier in that year. I was going through a lot emotionally, mentally, and John was just that per- he just became that person for me he was that person that you know i could talk to about anything felt comfortable his walk of life was so different than mine that it was one of those the moment was just that that i felt like i knew was uh i thought i was crazy because i was like oh my gosh like i think i love him and this was probably a week later and his sister uh N- natasha she had talked to him and she calls me and she goes oh my gosh guess what John just told me? And I said, what? And he's like, he said that he loves you and he thinks you guys are going to be together. And I told him, he is crazy. You guys haven't even known each other for longer than a week. There is no way. (laughs) So 11 years later, here we are, two kids. Um, We actually just got married three years ago. It'll be three years ago. Um, So we dated for a long time and we definitely had our issues. My mom was not a fan of that relationship because you know like i said with this other um guy that i was dating he was a part you know of our family he was friends with my brother my dad died thinking that was the person i was gonna be with but john swooped in and he was just that person for me and you know within a week we both knew like we are each other's person and You know i told liz the last time you know we met we hung out like we went through some of the hardest things that i think relationships go through as far as you know building a trust because we didn't meet each other on this even playing field of trust because i was dating somebody else so how's he supposed to trust me when you know i'm doing this side thing and you know he's trying to love me through it but at the same time i have to figure out so much of my life at the same time you know and I was losing friends because you know I can't believe you would do that to him and it was just my mind was so set and made up on John is the person I am going to be with that anything else at that time didn't matter to me my relationship with him was the only thing that mattered so you know we have gone through times of not knowing if we were going to be able to put food on our table, not knowing, I mean, there was a moment in time of not knowing like, where are we going to live? I mean, there were just those times of complete struggle, but knowing how strong we were as a couple got us through all of that. And there were times where I had to like yank him out of situations where, you know, we lived in defiance and I said, I can't do, I don't want to be here. I work in Perrysburg. Literally praying I would have enough when I was going to school for aesthetics I was praying that I would have enough money and tips that I would be able to have gas to get home because we were just in this place of struggle and you know it got to the point where I said we're we're moving we're leaving we're leaving so we moved to east side and uh <laughs> he was like you just took me into a ghetto like what are you doing like we cannot stay here and we did and we saw it through and bought our house in Oregon and you know here we are so it has definitely been a crazy crazy you know story but it is our story and it has been a crazy ride but like I think that's like the definition of a power couple yeah you know like
0: because, like you said, you found your person. Yeah. And, I mean, just think back. Like, I can think back when I was younger. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm dating this guy. And, like, you hear all these stories about what it's supposed to feel like, what mm-hmm. it's supposed to be. And you're, like, searching for that or wanting that. And, like, right. you had that, you know, yeah. with somebody else. Right. And it's, like, you described it. Like, that's completely, like, my mindset. Like, if I knew that I had met somebody, like, if I was in your shoes and I'm like, oh, I met somebody, but I'm with somebody And I was, like, John. I'm, like, but I want her. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And they're, like, but wait, she's with somebody else. Like, is she going to do this to me? Like, you have... Because like, you don't know that person. Right, right. Like, so, my boyfriend and my story is, like, I was on Tinder and I was just out of a bad relationship. Like, I got myself together. Like, I was single for five years. Like, I was doing me. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to get out in the dating scene. But, like, when you're on those those dating sites like there are some dogs out there just like how businesses are there's are some cash cows there's some dogs there's some things that you need for yourself you know what i'm saying right. but like you're looking for that longevity that person that you can actually be with and just like see a future with like not even necessarily see a future but like you want to be with them every single day right like because you know you feel like you're learning like you're growing they're accepting that like i've been in bad relationships and unhealthy ones so i was on tinder Swiping left, swiping right, all that great stuff. And then I came across this guy, and I was like, oh, he's hot. <laughs> so, like, he had a Snapchat on there. So, I was like, okay, worst thing is, like, I had him on Snapchat, and he's not the person on the pictures, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that
1: is not what I thought you were going to say. He is not the person
0: on the pictures. Oh, my gosh. So, we snapped for, like, six months. Back and forth, like, I'm into weightlifting. He's into weightlifting. It was nothing, like, craziness, just, like, friend conversation and so one day i'm like on the way to gym i will never forget it it was like a pretty pretty day outside i was going to the gym and i'm like snapping back and forth and i'm like screw it i'm gonna ask him out for a date so i asked him out for a date and he snapped me back he was like sure and i was like fuck
1: (laughs) i wasn't expecting this (laughs) now what (laughs) which is so funny because even Like you hear so many people with like Tinder or what is Plenty of Fish and I don't even know what the other ones are, but like when John and I met, none of those existed. So we hear people talk about these stories, Uh but I'm like, I can't even imagine being on a phone swiping a certain way to like pick your person, you know, like that (laughs) is so foreign to him and I that even when my friends have it, I'm like, oh my gosh, let me see how this works (laughs) because it's so foreign to us where... This is truly how (laughs) some people meet. Right. Like, online dating is... Wow. It's a thing.
0: It is. a a, thing. Yeah, it's a thing. I mean, so... I don't know. We went to El Camino's. And the the crazy thing of it is, is so... Obviously, I have a daughter. It was somebody else. So, like, it was her dad's day to see her. So, I go there. And he, like, calls me 20 minutes before my date and cancels. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. So, this guy has no kids. Like, I'm like... Okay, well, this is gonna be stupid. So I have to tell him, like, oh, my daughter's dad canceled. I have to, like, rush her to my mom's house downtown. El Camino's, you know, is like 20 minutes from there. Right. So I'm like, okay, great. Holland to downtown to El Camino's. So I get there, I walk in, and this big old blue eyed, blue sweatered mock sweater wearing guy was there, just like so happy. And I was like, oh my gosh, like he's so cute. You know, like I'm excited that, you know, someone can actually be accepting that I have a child and like, then this happens. Right. And you're late for a date. Like it's almost when you're meeting somebody like for a date, it's like business. Right. it's like, oh, it's the first time we're going to meet them. Like anyone you meet, it's like, oh, is it business? Is it friendship? Like, what is this? Right. So like, as soon as we sat down, it was like, okay, let's get a margarita. And we're just laughing the entire night. And after that day, we've been together ever since, and we're going on three years in May. Yeah. So, I mean, it's awesome because, like, my all our families are, like, really tight-knit, like, honor our separates, and, like, it's nice where we can bring our families together for moments, um, to celebrate, and they all get along, and, like, I love his family so much, because they get together, like, on every holiday, Mm -hmm. so, like, it can be St. Patrick's Day, they're getting together, making dinner together, everyone's coming over for dinner, just to, like, hang out and socialize and catch up, so I, like, love his family, and, like, his mom will come to my daughter's soccer games, like, I love that I can just reach out to his family, and they can reach out to me, and, like, you don't always have to be married for relationships to work. Like, I know he's my person. Like, believe me, like, I get crazy. I'm like, man, wait. Yeah. I'm so sorry I acted that way. Like, I have to apologize sometimes. And he's like, it's fine. I know you're stressed. And I'm like, if If you acted that way, I'd be like, "Uh uh-uh. You know what I'm saying? But, like, it's so nice to have someone that really, they really balance you when you find the relationship you're supposed to be in. Like, you can go off the handlebars like, crazy about to start your period or something and they're like
1: hi how are you doing well you that was want even... a bowl of, bowl of ice cream right <laughs> well and it almost pisses me off more when they you know when they're so they nice. do act like that because now I'm not saying my husband's like oh, I know you're pissed you want ice cream no no, no 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 but like even last night I was so mad at him because I was trying to talk about this is how stupid it is. I truly don't remember. And even this morning, I was like, so are you going to apologize? <laughs> and he's like, for what? And I said, for last night, how you acted. And he's like, you were the one that was like trying to be all crazy. And I didn't say a single word. And I'm the one that has to apologize. And I'm like, well, yeah. Yeah. Because you are how old, and you're just gonna like he completely silent treated me. I was oh. so pissed because I'm like, you need to talk to me right now, and he like, no, nope, I'm just gonna sit here and I'm not gonna say anything to her. So oh, then that I'm was like,
0: intentional. Though.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's why I was more pissed. <laughs> not to be I'm in the like, marriage
0: relationship, but I mean,
1: exactly. Silent treatment is not cool. You're supposed to
0: talk about it. Yes,
1: I said well not talking about it and talking about it are two very different things. You can't just not talk to me when you feel like I'm getting heated. Like there's those times where like you have to just let me be a little crazy and let me run my mouth and then say what you want to say or during but sometimes... I think he just knows, all right, this is probably just one of those topics or conversations. Like, I'm just not going to say anything. But then he knows it pisses me off even more. You need a response. Yes. Like, I need to say, just say something. Just say something. Even if you just say, okay, I hear you. Right. Oh, thank you. Right. Thank you. Yes. Because I've been sitting there (laughs) looking at him and he's just looking at the TV, not even looking at me. I'm like, this, when I can't get even your believe head. this is happening. I cannot even believe this is happening. So I go to bed, you know, and then like I said, I wake up and I'm like, are you going to apologize? He's like, for what? Like, you apologize. I was like, fine. If you're not apologizing, we don't have anything to talk about. He's like, man, stop playing like that. Like, <laughs> come on. Just, you were trying to be crazy. I wasn't trying to talk. It is what it is. Like, let's just move on. So, you know... I would say, and here's here's a piece of advice, pick and choose your battles, because it was one of those things. If, if he's telling me, you know what, this isn't going to end in a good, positive way, which is what he did say last night, I will say, like, you're just trying to fight, like, we're not doing this, and I was like, no, why aren't we talking about it? Like, we need <laughs> to talk about it, and he's, you know, I know at that moment, he's like, all right, like, just, she can talk, I'm not going to say anything though, which gets more frustrating to me, but pick and choose your battles, because... Yeah. You know, it could have gone so sideways had he decided to respond. I mean, there's definitely a possibility that we would have ended up, I don't want to say in a huge fight, but we would have ended up, you know, arguing or whatever because he did say something maybe that I didn't like or I didn't agree with where, yeah, he silent treated me, but at least it didn't go any further. The conversation did not you know go to this place of well now we both said some hurtful things you know he right. shut it down not in the way that I wanted him to shut it down but he shut it down so then you know today we get up we move on and if I could remember the topic I would say it so then I could tell you guys how stupid it was but, but the really awesome thing remember. is that
0: like he can like it's like I always think when we get in those situations then like he like checks me and i'm I'm mad i'm like oh wait what no then mm-hmm. like i start thinking about him like oh yeah yeah let me just itch my head and be like uh man he checked me i got that person in my corner that's gonna like tell me when i'm out of line even though like i'm an adult but right. the same token it's like nice to know that someone respects you on that same level to right. be like i know her i love her i'm not gonna push this right because like Inside we got that little demon like, oh
1: come on man, just do something. Say something, something. <laughs> and, then, and then they do, and then you're like, What? what did you just say to me? And then you're even more pissed because they did say something.
0: Over not it's a constant
1: battle. It's a constant battle, but you know, you gotta pick and choose when you wanna put the work in, and you gotta pick and choose, you know, what's worth fighting about. And you have to choose to love somebody through what they're going through. You can't just wake up one day and say, you know what? I don't love you. I mean, you can, because I, I believe that love is a choice, you know, and I wake up every day choosing to love my husband, choosing to love my family, you know, choosing to go to work, choosing, you know, right. to give my clients the best of me when I'm working, you know what I mean? And being, you know, the best person I can be at all times, which of course I fall short, you know, but... You know, I think so many things in life are a choice, but yet we seem to think that, you know, when you're in a relationship, I have to do this. I have to do that. No, you don't. Not at all. You know, you can choose what you want to be your future. You know, you don't have to let somebody else tell you well, this is what it is and this is how we're going to do this, that that might not be the relationship for you. Right. You know, it's got to be compromise. I listened to the sermon yesterday about giving and, you know, how much you do have to just give, 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 give. And everybody thinks giving is, you know, money. And giving is not
0: always it money. It can be your time. Yes. It can be your advice. It could be just texting a friend and be like, I was thinking of you. Like, right. that's giving. Right. Because you don't know what the receiver is going through that something would have, is pulling you to do it something in your mind or in your gut pulling you good bad like you know you have to figure that out for yourself
1: right right and marriage you know giving and not just marriage I mean relationships like you are constantly giving because I know what it was see I knew it because this is what it came back to giving compromising that's what we were talking about was compromising Uh, I wanted him to compromise to turn the TV off when we went to bed but he wants to keep the TV on at night to fall asleep uh, and I don't like it so we were talking about compromise. I said you need to compromise and turn the TV off mm. before we go to sleep. And he says, "Well, why don't you just try to go to sleep first? And, and I can have the TV <laughs> That's on." Not a compromise. That's compromise. Like, That's
0: negotiation.
1: That is not compromising. That's what it was. So relationships, giving—you have to compromise sometimes in your relationship. You have to give sometimes to you know make things work. So me giving him. The opportunity to watch his TV for five minutes before bed is what works, you know? And then there's those times where I don't want to give those five minutes for him to watch TV, and I want the TV off. So, you know, relationships are definitely uh, giving, compromising, maybe some negotiation. But, you know, I feel like that really
0: goes into, like, rediscovery because... That can deal with like relationships, with race. Like redisco- rediscovery is like a kind of a loaded topic mm-hmm. because it's all individual based. But it's like what you were talking about. You have options. You have choices that, to rediscover yourself.
1: Right. Well, and you know with rediscovery, you know when you said that, I was kind of thinking like, hmm, what can that look like? You know what what is that? And um, I am a huge fan of Grey's Anatomy. And last night's episode was insane. I don't know if... Do you watch Chris Night? I I don't
0: watch it. My boyfriend is obsessed. We said Grey is like he watched it like religiously. Yes. All the seasons. And I was like, I'm done with this. Can I have food? So good. It's so good.
1: (laughs) But um, this episode last night dealt with like domestic violence and um, a like rape scenario and you know just... This sense of uh, this you know woman came in abused and she was sexually assaulted and you know was scared to tell her truth and this kind of thing and you know it made me think back to and this kind of even goes back to relationship, but then also rediscovery because um, relationship wise you know we all like I said go through things, and one of my past relationships um, was uh, extremely physically emotionally abusive. And watching this episode, you know, I mean, I get emotional with many shows, but, you know, I found myself pretty emotional and, you know, had to get my tissues out and that kind of thing. But, you know, I was thinking back to like where I was at 15 years old in this relationship where every single day I didn't know if I was going to get my hair pulled, if I was going to get bit, if I was going to get hit. Like I did not know what each day was going to be. And you know thinking at that time how normal it was or you know that it was my fault or you know it was okay and then you know where I am 15 years later and thinking like that was such a different person back then and you know kind of I lost myself for so long after that because of you know somebody's sense of control over my life and telling me what I deserved and you know um, everything that was happening, you know, was my fault. And, and I caused, you know, these certain events to happen where, you know, 15 years forward, it's like, I look back at that and what a different person, you know, I am now, but losing that person, you know, who was 15 years old in her first relationship, Mm
2: -hmm. you
1: know, and that rediscovery of, you know, who I am, who is Andrea, who, who do I want to be, who, um, you know, do what kind of wife do I want to be? What kind of friend do I want to be? And that relationship, unfortunately, shaped a lot of who I had become, because I became this, you know, calloused, mean—I uh, I would say—overly emotional, overly reactive person because of the situation that I went through, that the I lost, that you went through, yeah. right, and that I lost this sense of self because. I didn't know any different, you know, and it was secrets that I was keeping, you know, from family and from friends, you know, to a certain point and, you know, kind of finally hitting that breaking point, you know, I had a lot of self-discovery that I had to go on because I was lost, you know, I didn't know who I was and I think, you know, rediscovery can be, like you said, loaded, it can be so many different things, but, you know, rediscovery to me really resonates with, you know, the person that I was, that girl that, you know, no longer existed but kind of reshaping who I am now right you know and how I want to teach my daughter you know I I know I said I have two kids I don't know if I said Lucy and Jackson six and eight um Lucy is my oldest and you know teaching her about that kind of stuff and not being afraid you know this is not normal for somebody to treat you this kind of way this is not okay you are you know a queen you know that that kind of thing and you know rediscovery is so many things, but for me, it really resonated in who am I as a person, you know, right. and finding, you know, going on this, we'll say discovery trip, whatever you want to call it, but of oneself, because for me, it was, I had to figure out who am I, you know, cause I, I don't know. That's been a long, long road.
0: And I mean, it's not done. I mean, no, like, so the more I try and personally develop myself, mm-hmm. then I'm like, okay, so who am I? Like, what am I, like, I'm not the same person I was yesterday. I'm not the same person I was five years ago, 10 years ago, high school. But what was I so trapped in my mindset back then that has now coming to terms now? Right. Because I wasn't talking about certain things. I wasn't voicing about the things I went through with my race, my relationships, that type of thing. And I'm like, okay, so I put a Band-Aid over it. So now I'm like easily taking that Band-Aid off. And so what am I going to be doing that with that? Where How am I rediscovering myself?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so with that being said, I've been talking a lot about like the modules I'm creating and what it is I'm trying to do. And I'm forming a module one through three on soul styling. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Really digging in within yourself to rediscover in a way to, you know, shake up the things that you're not doing that you really want to be doing. Right. That you maybe manifested when you're younger, like, I really want to, you know, try out for cheerleading. Right. And you're like, oh, I don't want to do that. I'm too fat. I don't look like them. I'm not going to fit in. Like, Mm -hmm. But then, so you never tried out. Right. Right. You, You never took that chance. Right. So what was that trying to tell you to do within your life? So what can you do now? To kind of heal Mm -hmm. that hurt and then also to improve on that because like now you've matured. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, I wanted to be a cheerleader. Maybe I need to go for another job opportunity and what does that look like for me right like okay i want to be my own cheerleader want i find my voice i want to be flexible i want to be you know shine to on top of my lungs maybe you want to go do auctions right as right. another way of income because you get to push yourself more yeah and be out in front of the crowd right so i mean it looks different for everybody else but that's what i'm working on now so like rediscovering when i just said it right before like the podcast i wasn't thinking until you started talking about your past and i was like okay yeah i was the girl that didn't have a voice I didn't mm-hmm. speak up for myself like I was basically the only child because my brother and sister are 10 11 years older than I am so they are like best buds in a way because they grew up together and I was the one that was like in the house sheltered right so right. now I'm like okay I have a voice I started a podcast now what's next I'm like yeah. let's make the soul stylist and I'm like what does that look like and all I know is all I can help you with is what I'm at currently and what I experienced before mm-hmm. to help other people like kind of tap into that little girl that they didn't have a voice for.
1: Right, right. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, our souls, you know, it's it's important to take care of yourself and, you know, having conversations with lots of different people throughout the day and how many people lack in self-care. And I don't mean makeup and hair and clothing and showering. I don't mean anything like that. But I mean, you know, this personal... Development, you know, in their brains, their hearts, you know, it's, you know, I'd rather meet somebody with a really, really great heart and a great soul and a great mind than somebody that, you know, has nothing, you know, is this calloused, mean, cold-hearted person, right? But like they can look like a million bucks or they can put you to that next level of whatever, success, you know, whatever that may look like. But if you don't have, you know, a good heart and a good soul, it's like, that's, nobody wants that you exactly. know nobody
0: wants that it's and, intangible
1: right like it's right. so
0: intangible and I guess right. like as I've gotten older I'm like because before like, I don't want to be friends with girls because like yeah I used to be like that bully in a way but like I was bullied and I just saw how girls treated each other and I was like I don't want to be around these girls like I'd rather be a lone wolf I'd rather be an introvert and just chill by myself right but as I grew older and I started like wanting to make friends I had to also realize like okay well not all girls are this way true not everyone is like this but how can i myself be like the better judgment right like of who i'm curating around me who i'm putting in front of me right you know and then also locking arms with right because if i can't bring my best self and help and connect with other people then like how can i expect that in return right but also like who is that person? Mm -hmm. Who are those people? Right. Are they in touch with themselves? Have they found their soul? Like, what did... I like to know, like like you, you know, where did you come from? Like, oh, you're from Argentina. Right. You know, like, how did you end up here?
1: Right, right. And
0: then they start telling you all these stories, and you're like, whoa, wait, so you know Arabic and you know Portuguese, and you're like, wait, hold on. So how do you know all these things, and what do you do now?
1: Right, right. You know, because
0: it's like... Who are you? Yeah, connecting these like dots and like operation. It's like Right. it's so cool. And it's like a five minute conversation that you know with someone you know like majority of how they came to America. Yeah. Basically, and you're like, oh.
1: Right, right.
0: Like you like I probably I don't even know if I'm that strong. Like if I was in a foreign country, like trying to travel to a world where there's freedom, mm-hmm. like, can you imagine chasing that dream? No.
1: No. Like I
0: no. I I don't have the mental capacity to balance three businesses and bills. Right. Like. (laughs) Right.
1: No, no, I know that would not be something that I could take on, but, you know, not being in that situation either. It's like, you know, that's, I think the enjoyable part of being a human and having a brain is like, it's not too late to do those things and to figure out kind of what you want and discover you know, who you are, you know, right. at I'm um, I'm 30. And I think it's one of those things of I have moved so far past who I was when I was, you know, 12, 13, 14, and so on. But it's like, kind of how you said, you know, that road, that journey is not over yet. But you know, all these people that you do find yourself in these situations, or even relationships, or, you know, you are not, that person that has to stay in those circumstances either you know you can find that way to change and soften your heart you know, and I know for me, it's based with religion. I like to, you know, seek counsel in that area. That's what works for me. And I know that's not for everybody, but whatever works for you to, you know, kind of change that about yourself and figuring out, you know, that rediscovery of your soul and your heart and the kind of person you want to be. So it's like, you know, somebody coming from a different country, I can't imagine wanting something that bad that you legit have to go through a culture shock to have that. You know, you have to go through that process of how am I going to get over there? How am I going to, you know, what kind of work am I going to be able to do? I mean, I think the paperwork alone, all that kind of stuff would be just such right. a crazy experience, but I think it's one of those things of like you want something so bad, you see it through, right. you know, and you don't you don't quit. So You know, I feel blessed to be, you know, Mm -hmm. in the United States. I I like it here, but (laughs) you know, I can't imagine having to figure out how do I get there and how do I, you know, do that. But there's things in my life that I want that I think the same way of how do I get there? Right. How how do I achieve that, you know? And I'm on my way because I've always wanted to do a podcast. So (laughs) here we are, and I'm so excited. But there's definitely those scenarios of okay how do I do this and let's make it happen right you know I think
0: that's awesome because when we sat down you're like I want to start a podcast in 2020 yeah and I was like no girl yeah we can start it right now right right and I'm just I would like your energy was just so awesome that like we really like (laughs) vibe like best friends off the bat that I was like oh my gosh this could be like what I've been searching for, what I've been needing, what we've both been needing, because yeah. like you're like talking about someone traveling from overseas here, like what the mentality and what it takes to plan right, but I mean that's that's what we already do with our mind, like we already plan like okay i already you already know your truth, right, right, but then when you start opening those doors of like okay, this was in my shame closet, nope, it's not in a shame closet anymore mm-hmm. because this isn't a part of me anymore, and like right. you figured out the way to. Heal yourself, right? Whatever, whatever it is, if that's talking to God, if that's having your silent movements, if that's fasting, if if it's meditation or whatever it is, journaling, whatever it helps, um, you have to find out what works for you. But right, I love the way you put it because you're like, you know, you have to figure out that path, that mm-hmm. that goal, what your ideal self is, right? And even if you're not traveling to a new country, you almost are traveling. You're, like, kind of keeping up with yourself.
1: Right, right. And you're still – I mean, you're traveling your own path and figuring out, you know, what does that look like for me and how am I going to get there?
0: So, yeah. I totally agree. (laughs) That was – I think that was an awesome conversation. Like, I feel in my zen now.
1: Yeah, me too,
0: (laughs) me too. Super good. Well, you guys – that is the end of the podcast um i will hopefully be doing more podcasts with andrea um because we have so much to talk about we want you guys to tell us if there's any feedback that you have so send me an email to findyourstyle.life that's f-i-n-d-y-o-u-r-s-t-y-l-e period l-i-f-e at gmail.com Send any notes you have that you want us to talk about on certain topics or feedback. If you want to know more about us, we will share it to an extent
1: with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm loaded. I When we <laughs> talked about this whole podcasting, I'm like, ooh, what are we going to talk about? Because there's so much to talk about. So, you know... There's stuff out there that you guys should talk about this, because I love being able to connect with somebody that you feel comfortable enough to talk about certain things. And yeah, there might be one of those that we're like, uh, eh, uh. Eh, eh. I don't know if we're gonna talk about that, but I still think it's super fun to kind of open those doors and kind of, you know, pick each other's brain a little bit and, you know, see what other people think about certain topics. I think I it's totally awesome agree conversation. With
0: you. I I love um I love controversy in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, I love pushing the envelope a little, especially with like talking about race. I think that is something that really needs to be talked about more Right. um, and relationships. So that was kind of maybe a little bit of loading for you guys on that topic for this podcast. So we'll be coming to you with some more topics. But in the meantime, enjoy this one.
2: Thanks. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Find Your Style Project Liz podcast. I am just so thrilled about this podcast and the growth that it's having, the ears that are listening, and the people that I'm bringing to you guys within the network of me just out here being a boss and just interacting with the most incredible people. And I'm so excited for this podcast and what it has in the future. So, you guys, Um, If you love this podcast and it's your favorite one, please be sure to subscribe so you can stay connected when I post new episodes. Also, leave me a review if this is like your super favorite one because this podcast has really helped me, especially with just having confidence. And... I really am so appreciative of all of you guys all of you listeners all of you ladies and gents like seriously it means the world to me to have you guys listening to the things that I really find so so much passion about and are motivating me to become a better me in all that I do so be sure to find me on social media I will be coming out with my module soon and launching a small group of 15 women. So, ladies, be sure to email me at findyourstyle.life, and that is at gmail.com. And find me on social media under Find Your Style. I'm on Instagram and also on Facebook, so be sure to like my page and follow. And I look forward to the next episode with you guys. Love ya.